Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. I'm here live on all links, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, and on the um, podcast here. Hello, Pickles. So the theme of the day's show is battle of attrition in the NFL. If you were paying attention today, uh, players, this is the most injuries for one Sunday that I've ever seen in any time watching the NFL that I've ever heard of in the NFL. And it's, it is because of this coronavirus, the COVID stuff, uh, lack of training count, lack of hit. Now, this is what the players have been bouting for. You know, then this kind of, in, in one sense, you could say this makes the players look smart that that um, that vowed not to play. But the truth of the matter is, this is why the coaches harp on this type of training, uh, this hitting, this preseason stuff. Anybody that didn't catch this, Drew Locke hurt his shoulder, Jimmy Garoppolo has a high ankle sprain. Those are the two quarterbacks. That's the most important position. Tyrod Taylor hurt his chest in warm-ups today, and Justin Herbert for the L.A. Chargers went on and took over. Now, now Tyrod Taylor, I said it last week, and I'll say it again, he, a, he proved over his last three or four starts that he is a backup. He is a good backup. He's good for a few plays but he's not a starter in this league. Uh, now, now Herbert, uh, I'm not too high on him. That being said, he did look good today. He was making his reads. He was learning to get out of bounds. Uh, that he, he looked great. Now, you know, this, uh, and I'm going to go over other injuries as we go through the program. I'm going to go through every game that was in the NFL. This is the NFL is, is the, the show that, um, it, it, it is the straw, you know, that uh, it, it is the kahuna. Uh, yeah, Herbert did pretty good. Uh, I think that uh, these Thursday games, and I've said this before, players, teams that play on Thursday, they actually look sluggish on Sunday, the following Sunday. I don't know if they get extra days off. To me personally, I've ate a lot of food this week. I feel a little bloated. Um, I think they go home. They get a little fat and happy. The coaches give them extra days off. Kansas City looked flat for three and a half quarters. Uh, Houston, Houston looked bad today. I called that prior to this. I said that I think Houston got off to a very rough start. And I saw Deshaun Watson. He took some bad hits today. And I said they'll probably go 0-2, 0-3. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so far, right? They went 0-2. And I said that Tennessee will likely lead this division, even though they struggled. But they did play on Monday night, a very physical Baltimore team, and then turn around and played a hungry, uh, overachieving Jacksonville team and almost lost at home today. But, hey, that's what it's like in the NFL. You have to survive the short weeks. Everybody has to deal with it. And uh, fortunate for them, they did come out with a win. Now Houston is 0-2. Bill O'Brien is what I th- said he was. He's making all these bad decisions as a general manager. It's starting to catch up, and I think that uh, Deshaun Watson is going to end up paying for it by trying to do too much and get himself hurt, knock on wood. He didn't get hurt today, so that is what it is. Uh, on the flip side of that, Ryan Tannehill threw for four touchdowns, 145.7 uh, uh yeah, a little bit surprised. Uh, Herbert did not – you know, I watched all of those. Uh, they did a duel. I don't know if anybody paid attention to this because it was kind of watered down. But they did a duel hard knocks this year with both L.A. teams. And the coaches were getting on to Herbert by s- signaling to the defense uh, whether he was going to do run or pass. Uh, both of the um, – he just didn't look good in camp. But the light bulb went off for him today. Uh, he's from uh, – he, he's used to playing on the West Coast. It was an empty stadium. Uh, the other team was flat, and he did as good as he could possibly do. He was the least 
uh, what, what can I say, um, least impressed I was of the rookie quarterbacks. I, I, was, I was the least impressed by him. The other two, the flip side is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, going back to Thursday, we can start this show in chronological order. A lot of this I can do off the top of my head, even though I've got my notes here. I said this Sunday. Now, the national – I'm always a step ahead of them. That's why eventually I'll be making the millions of dollars that Stephen A., Colin Cowherd, and all those guys make because, you know, I call this stuff ahead of time. I said last week, I said this guy, Joe Burrow, is throwing timing routes, and look how good this defense is. They were all over Patrick Mahomes today, this L.A. Chargers defense. This guy – now, he took some hits. He took some hits. But the story was Joe Burrow. It was not the running game of Cleveland. It was not Baker Mayfield, who looks like a guy that everything has to go right for him as a pro, not as a college. We're no longer in Oklahoma. We're not in Oklahoma anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. Uh, in the, the guy like Kirk Cousins, and I'll get to that game later, it, he, there, there are certain quarterbacks that everything has to go right for you. For you to win, the, the the everything. Joe Burrow's not one of those teams, you know. Uh, Baker Mayfield, as of today, he's that guy, and I, I I'm drifting more towards Baker Mayfield being that guy where everything has to go right. Uh, he thinks he's more athletic than he and he is. He doesn't play to his strengths, and he makes the same mistakes over and over again. Now he had a great running game Sunday, uh, Thursday. Uh, they got two starting running backs. They shored up their offensive line. It showed on uh, Thursday. It showed last week against a much better defense. They had a chance. Uh, or well, they, they it showed last week even against whatchamacallit. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and you know, I said this last week about Cousins, and it really goes on for what I'm saying about this battle of attrition. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys, all you Dallas fans out there. Uh, and even the Rams. The Rams look good today. But this is why I'm against paying running backs big money, uh, paying mid-level guy, paying. You don't want to pay every free agent and you have big money. Uh, your left tackle, if, 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 you, if, you, if you grade him as a top five, top ten left tackle, you probably want to pay him. Uh, you want to pay your quarterback if you think that he can win a Super Bowl for you. You know, and... You know, Dallas is paying all these guys. Look at them. They're hanging on. Everybody calls this a miraculous comeback. No. I said they had Sean uh, Lee was out. Uh, their best, um, that other middle linebacker, the guy's the best player, uh, Vander Esch, he was out today. They couldn't pay Maxwell in the offseason. He was out. Gerald McCoy got hurt in training camp. He was out. They did sign Everson Griffin. They got a decent pass rush. But they gave up 39 points and they scored 40. Uh, you know, they're they're uh, luckily the NFC East uh, in uh, Philadelphia. I said they would have a rough time because they they got injuries in training camp as well. Uh, the Giants are a disaster. I said that Daniel Jones is not going to make it. Uh, he, he's just not going to make it. And of course, Washington. I'm not high on Dwayne Haskins. I'm just not high. I like the defensive line. I said that last week. Uh, just not high on him. A uh, little bit of a reach on Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I like McLarkin. I like the defensive line. Dallas it is just – it is what it is with Dallas. And you start to read that, you know, they pay Ezekiel Elliott way too early, paid him way too much. They gave Amari Cooper all this money. They gave just uh, these linebackers. They, I mean, they and, – and the flip side is Atlanta – Atlanta's just a team that is, you know, Dan Quinn, some guys are just all with our, he's a good defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. Dan Quinn is, is just, and, and I said this last week, I said this when I was breaking down the season for you guys, and of course all the shows are recorded, so you know I'm not BSing you or anything like that, 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 that Atlanta is going to have to start thinking about a quarterback. I mean, you know, Matt Ryan, he, he's hit his plateau. He, he, he's hit it. 
and 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 he, it, it just is what it is with him. I don't know if it's something about afraid to be successful, a little soft, mentally soft, mental block, or whatever. He's in his thirties, and he gets hit a lot. Julio Jones, they should have never gave him another contract. They did that. He's banged up all the time. I like Julio. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, you know, it's another one of those cases. They can't hold a lead. They're not good on the road. They had the same thing with the last couple of coaches, uh, going the uh, last three coaches going all the way back to Mike Smith. That is Atlanta. That is what they are. Uh, so going in the order here, guys, um, what a little bit out of order. Okay. Like I said, Tennessee looks good. Uh, I like where Ryan Tannehill is. They paid the right people. That's why this is a general manager. You really have to, to have a championship team. You have to have your owner, your general manager, head coach, and quarterback all set up. Particularly, forget the quarterback. If you get your owner, general manager, head coach set up like Baltimore, even though still not really in love with Lamar Jackson, but he's got such protection around him. They don't overpay people. They draft well. And everybody's on the same page, and they can cover up for their mistakes because the organization uh, is what it is. And and you could tell that from the way they look. So, um, okay, so Washington. Okay, Kyler Murray, uh, some people are saying he's an early MVP guy. Uh, Kyler Murray, we're going to see Russell Wilson play here at 7.30 Central Time. Uh, him and Josh Allen. Four touchdowns today. He said, I told you guys, he would be the dark horse. Uh, Stephon Diggs looks really good. Early chemistry there with him. John Brown, they had a, a, a little mini monsoon, played right through it. Uh, they had two linebackers out, but everything was fine. You know, um, my thing is, going back to this battle of attrition thing, you have to have, you know, you have to take care of your quarterback and you got to protect him and then you got to draft well around. I, I wouldn't overpay a lot of those skill positions around him. Just pay the line guys because you got to build depth. You don't want to top contract guys like Dallas is doing. Now, like I said, the Rams have been fortunate, but the Rams have a 38 year old left tackle named Andrew Whitworth. Uh, Stofield is out again today. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it um, – but if you guys well, – when I get to the San Francisco thing, you know, we'll talk about that here in a minute. They got a list of injuries. I mean, I don't know if they walked under a ladder, uh, but I, like I said, like I said last year, don't assume you're going to be back. Remember what Dan Marino said in 1984? Hey, we'll get back. No problem. We'll get back. No, you got to treat every run – like it's your last. You have to have this attitude like we're going to go all in, don't have no regrets, and sometimes you just come up short. And that's what I said when when they got off to that 6-0, 7-0, and 7-1 star, 8-0. I said they got that Super Bowl run. They do not need to be complacent thinking ever because stuff's going to happen. And now they've got a boatload of injuries, the 49ers. Going through my list here at, in chronological order, uh, like I said, uh, my, thing, uh, my points about the Texans, Bill O'Brien, uh, his days are numbered as a general manager. He, he'll probably be asked to step down as a general manager this year with Brandon Cooks. David Johnson looks slow and banged up. Randall Cobb, I didn't even know if he was even in the game. Uh, Will Fuller, it's just week two. But I, he, he's never finished a season. That's a whole receiving core right there. And then you've got a quarterback out there, out there doing crazy stuff, uh, doing a lot of winging it. And Deshaun Watson, I expect him to get hurt at some time. I hope not. I like, I love watching the guy. He's a great player. But he's doing a lot of winging it, uh, playing by the seat of his pants there. But um, – like I said, the flip side of the Ravens got a really good defense there. They got dealt. They let a guy like Earl Thomas go today. They got interceptions today. They scored a defensive touchdown today because they built depth. They don't overpay for people like a Dallas, like a LA Rams, like some of these other teams. So that's my thought of them. They're two and oh. Now, of course, I also said that before, I still think that, that, that Pittsburgh's going to win this division. 
Chase Claypool, rookie there. Deontay Johnson, two good rookie receivers. They don't pay these receivers a lot of money. Uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is still on his rookie contract. Big Ben looked pretty good today. The defense, uh, they got a little complacent there at the end. Almost gave that league up. Look at their pass rush. Look at their depth there. They've got two running backs there. And 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 uh, I still think they're going to win the North. I know that the Ravens look good today, but I like Pittsburgh still. A lot of people were sleeping on Pittsburgh. I was not one of those people. Uh, I know this is going to be a very competitive division. Yeah, yeah, Chase Claypool was a second-round pick, had an excellent 40 time. I said I looked at some of his film. He's going to be great. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a history uh, of, of, of drafting wide receivers, going back to guys like Mike Wallace, uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown. Uh, don't pay them a big bunch of money. Just go back and draft another receiver. I just, you know, I've got to the point where you just want to don't play a running back uh, a second contract and don't pay a wide receiver. Definitely don't play two. If you're going to pay one, pay one. Don't pay two. Don't do that. Don't take the bait. Uh, Giants. Okay, Giants and Bears. Daniel Jones is not going to make it. He, he He's way too complacent. Uh he, he, he thinks too much. He had Evan Ingram out there. By the way, Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. That's another thing. You, you drafted a running back with the second pick overall, and now look what you got. You know, it's just that's not a position you want to take high. You don't want to draft them really high, and you don't want to pay a running back a second uh, contract. I mean, what has he done, you know? They should have got a quarterback with that draft. They could have got Darnold's looking pretty good. I like Darnold over uh, Daniel Jones, okay? They could have got Darnold. They could have got a tackle for Darnold in this other draft. Rather than getting a running back with the two pick, they could have got Darnold to got a left tackle or traded that other one down and build around the line there. So Dave Gettleman, his days are numbered. People's days are numbered. Matt Patricia, Dan Quinn, Detroit coach Matt Patricia, Dan Quinn, Atlanta Falcons, and general manager Dave Gettleman, and general manager uh, Bill O'Brien, and eventually coach Bill O'Brien. Okay? So, uh, Bears, you know, Bears look good. Bad clock management by the New York Giants. Okay, Falcons, Cowboys, I've already talked about that. Dallas, we're hanging on by threads here. Uh People's going to talk about how great Dak Prescott is. No, they're just hanging on. They played a bad team that's a choke artist. On the, uh, they're a road choke artist. That's what they do. Atlanta is what they are. Uh, Dallas, the, the flip side is you got a very competitive division. Nobody's good in your division. The division winner could be 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, I said Philadelphia. They've got injuries at the offensive line, and it's caught up with them. Uh, Washington don't have a quarterback, and the Giants are a dumpster fire. So Dallas, even with their injuries, if they can keep Dax relatively healthy and not give up on the run, kudos to Mike McCarthy, Pickles. They were down, what was it, 21, 24 points. They still fed, um, they still fed the uh, the ball to, to Zeke Elliott. They did not panic. Yes, I saw the end of that, Coach Carroll. Kansas City uh, woke up in the second half. Really good win there with that 58-yarder by uh, Buckner. Uh, Green Bay. Okay, Green Bay. Green Bay's got a good running game. Uh, got a little injured there. They got a little bit better at stopping the run. And, and they're in control there. Minnesota. Going back to what I said about having the perfect team, uh, I said this last week. That they, 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 it's like got uh, self-esteem issues. They should have went after another quarterback. They, it's like, can't you guys see what I see? That Kirk Cousins, you've hit your plateau with him. Make another move and go after another quarterback. And I said, no, nah, we're just going to try to build the perfect picture. Hope nobody gets hurt. And now they're starting to get injuries. Now they're zero two. Kirk Cousins can't carry the team. They lost Stephon Diggs. They haven't found a replacement yet. Jefferson's still early in his career, but it just is what it is. Kirk Cousins 
you're not going to be able to um, do anything with him. I mean, you know, everything's got to go perfect. You know, Davin, Dalvin Cook has got to have his 150 yards. You can't get off the defense, can't give up what they did. Well, they got a young secondary. They had their defense in the prime when they had um, their other quarterback before they got Kirk Cousins, and now it is what it is. Yes, they've overpaid Kirk Cousins. They have a self-esteem issue. When you do that with quarterback and try to build the perfect team around them, it's very hard to be a, quote, game-managing quarterback when you have injuries. A year like this, this is going to be the battle of attrition, Kevin. Uh, yeah, Anthony Barr got hurt today. It, it, it's just uh, – and he's one of their best defensive players, and they were already uh, lagging on defense, not up to par. Going through, okay, Colts. What uh, what else did I say about the Colts? Okay, uh, speaking of Kurt, uh, Rivers, Philip Rivers is why. I mean, every national person said this magazine. Remember, I came back and I said, I don't believe this magazine. The Colts ain't going to win that division. Philip Rivers is going to fall apart. Philip Rivers had 200-something yards. And we're going against the bad secondary. They had two of the fat, two track stars and T.Y. Hilton and this Paris Campbell, who he later got hurt, by the way, too. Uh, other receiver there. They've got some injuries. Now they've got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he looks pretty good at running back. But Rivers is starting to show his age, and it's only week two. That was more of a defensive play by the Colts in a good running game and lack of uh, efficiency by Kirk Cousins in Minnesota while they even won that game. But uh, Phillip Rivers is not the answer. So they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. So there's going to be three quarterbacks available next year in the draft. And we're starting to see more teams that's needing that position. Uh, Minnesota, it's obvious. And, of course, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Hopefully they can talk in Andrew Luck to come out of retirement. Not sure if they're going to have any luck there. Okay, San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain, uh, Pickles. Uh, Joey Bosa tore his ACL. Debo Samuels on the IR. Kerry um, or, uh, Kittle, he was out today with the knee injury. Sherman's going to be on the IR. Uh, Raheem Mulsert, he had a 80-yard touchdown run. Uh and now he's uh, got a MCL, checking his MCL, that Mostert, the other running back, he's hurt. Solomon Thomas is uh, getting checked out to see if he hadn't tore his AC. I'm not making this stuff up. D Ford, their best pass rusher, has neck issues. Uh, they got snake bit. And like I said earlier in the program, you know, they have to... Um, now that being said, you know, they're one and one, but high ankle sprain, that is a four to six week injury. If you're a quarterback, possibly two, if you're a tough guy like Ben Roethlisberger, but this guy's already a, uh, yeah, MCL sprain is what they're saying, not an MCL tear, but that could change. They got to get an MRI done there. Uh, but you have your, uh, like I said, Bosa Torres ACL. He's their star there. Uh, it, it's just Solomon Thomas, D Ford. That's the whole defensive line. That was what made them special last year. So, uh, you know, like I said, Mostert, they're running back. Now, they got a little depth there at running back. Uh, they got McKinnon back. He tore his ACL a few years ago. So, it's just, it's a battle of attrition. Uh, when you have an opportunity, and they did do this, but I don't see why they didn't bring back Emmanuel Sanders if they felt like they needed a, I guess it, he wanted too much money. I don't know. But either way, Garoppolo may not be the answer for them. Uh, he, he, His decision-making is questionable. Uh, everything had to go right for them. Remember, they didn't do that many passes. Uh, they, they ran pretty well on both teams going up to the Super Bowl. And then when they asked him to make a play, he couldn't make it in the Super Bowl. I mean, he had some good games down the stretch, uh, but the jury's still somewhat out on him. But I would give up on him. He's not in that class of Kirk Cousins or, yeah, McKinning. Uh, yeah, been out for two years. He has him, and now they just now got him back. So um, 
there's no telling what the 49ers are going to do. Either way, Seattle's going to win that division uh, pending major injury to Russell Wilson. Uh, I can't see the, the Rams. Now the Rams, Tyler Higby, I said in, in sports and in, in fantasy scope, I thought Higby would be a good weapon to hit three touchdowns today. So they got Higby. They've got, um, you know, they've got these young running backs here. Uh, the guy from uh, Florida State, they've got Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods. So they look good. It looks like they put some more wrinkles in their offense. That was my big criticism of Sean McVay. It looked like he was starting to get figured out. And now that's not the case. They, they're, they're really doing some switching. Now they've got it Whitworth back and they've got Schofield back there, that other guard that's really helping them out. Now he's battling some injuries. If they can keep these guys healthy, that's a big if. That is a big if. Yeah, Higby's like throwing to a phone booth. Uh, like I just like that matchup today. I wish I would have played him more. Played him on two lineups. I should have played him on ten. That I played him on ten. He would have tore his ACL. The way my luck's been going here lately. So uh, it, it's going to be between them. If the if the playoffs started today. I would pick the Rams to win that division. Um, but the playoffs aren't going to be today. And I know that Russell Wilson is playing at such a high level that I think that that, that Seattle will probably win it because I think that injuries are going to occur as the season goes along, and they're going to catch up with top-heavy salary cap casualty Rams. Because of the Todd Gurley, they still got that $23 million in dead money from the Todd Gurley contract, they can't really make any moves. If they stay healthy, big if, knock on some wood, they can win the division. But it's looking like that it's going to be, um, yeah, yeah. Now, Derrick Henry, um, you know, he played he played Monday night, and I thought that would be an issue early. He never really got going. He, he, he just, he, he never really got going. Jacksonville came up here with a boatload of confidence, and and I just don't think that um, – I don't think he's washed up or anything. I just think that he came from that physical game with with with, um, with Denver on Monday, and I think he'll bounce back next week. I don't think that um, he got lazy or anything like that. Could be wrong, could be battling an injury, but Tennessee didn't pay him that much money. Uh, it's a two-year contract. They can get out in two years. Uh, it's a very team-friendly deal. I thought Derrick Henry was the lock of the week, but uh, no, he, he only had, he didn't even have over a hundred yards and didn't score. Very un-Derrick Henry-like. We'll see how that plays out. He had a pretty good game against Denver. I think he'll bounce back in uh, once the once he gets back on his regular schedule. Uh, now on the flip side, the 49ers they played the Jets. Adam Gase, uh, with all those targets, I, I, I just, you know, I like to see him be a little bit more patient there with uh, the Jets, the owner. But I got a feeling that Gase, his days are going to be numbered. Uh, they they had a really good chance to win this game today. They only scored 13 points. They have some injuries. They don't have the proper depth because they lost uh, they fired their general manager a year ago. So they're still uh, getting their act together from an organization standpoint with this new general manager. But when the owner says you have that vote of confidence, um, that usually means you don't have a vote of confidence. So Gase is probably on the hot seat. And Colin Cowherd didn't make a point the other day that uh hold on everybody let me change out got it just in like 20 seconds to go that when you get that vote of confidence it's usually not good that oh he also said that that ron Tannehill, who's got four touchdowns today his stats are better his qbr is better since he left gates and, and and gates may be one of these guys like todd haley pickles that used to be the uh, offensive coordinator for the Steelers, which he's a better offensive coordinator than they got now, but he he's he, he cannot get along with the players. He cannot gel well with the players. 
Big Ben talked about twice about retiring just because he couldn't get along. Some of these people, and I've worked with quite a few of them, that they're really good workers, and I've managed a few over the years, security guys, security officers. Uh, they're not people's person. I mean, I'm not really a people's person, but I can get along with people as long as I have my space. Some people can get along with people. Todd Haley, if you watch Hard Knocks in Cleveland last year, or the year before that, I can't even remember, uh, he couldn't get along with the head coach. He couldn't get along with his old boss, Todd Haley. He couldn't get along with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he didn't get along with people when he was a head coach at Arizona years ago. He's not a people's person. He's a good coordinator. He's probably a good play designer. He's probably a good to work with um, work as an assistant to the offensive coordinator. But he doesn't need to be dealing with the players. He needs a guy like Todd Haley, who is very talented at what he does. You want to put him um, working behind the scenes. He's he he would be like a good IT guy. He's he's a good constructionist. Uh, I don't know where Todd Haley is right now, but I got a feeling that that's the, that's the case with Adam Gase. Uh, Jamal Adams couldn't get along with Adam Gase. Uh, it looks like that that, that they tried to get. Uh, by the way, Le'Veon Bell's hurt. Another guy. Don't give these running backs these huge contracts. I mean, you know, you general managers. I mean, just listen. Don't pay Saquon Barkley. You know, it, but. Um, some of these guys, and they're not head coaching material. Uh, some of them are not even offensive court. They're good at what they do, but they're not head coaching material. Todd Haley is not head coaching material. And I don't think Dan Quinn is head coaching material. Yeah, yeah. given those second contracts to running backs, when you start doing that, look, I mean, Zeke was pretty good today, but he's, he's, lost, a, he's, he's lost a half a step from what he was as a rookie. You know why? Because they wore him out as a rookie. They brought him in right off Ohio State, and they said, hit the ground running, my friend. Hit the ground running. Look at Antonio Gibson. I've been telling you guys in the preseason about the rookie from, from Washington. You know, he run a four. Uh, he ran like a 4.39, uh, some 4.3 speed. Uh, only one year as a starter at University of Memphis. He looked great today. Uh, he, he looked good today. He had a touchdown. Uh, he's better than any of those other running backs. You can find players like a, by the way, Christian McCaffrey has an ankle injury, by the way, Pickles. Uh, read that towards the end of the program today. So it, it's just battle of attrition. You know, they're paying him $16, $17 million. The colleges are producing these guys, guys. Don't give them second contracts. You know, I wouldn't draft any running back in the top five. Not if, not unless I had other, not unless it was one of those deals where I had left tackle, quarterback, uh, guards, and that's what you know, uh, guards. Uh, now, for as far as free agency, go out and get you some guards. Go out and get you some defensive tackles, particularly guards. You know, you look at Joe Burrow; he got plastered a couple of times last Thursday, and he's a guy that you know he's got that. Andrew Luck syndrome in him. You know, he's going to make the play. He's going to hang on to the ball. He wants to win. But we don't want him out of the league at 30 or 29 because he's, he's got his head wrung too much. So, it, it, now Mike Brown has done some un-Mike Brown. He's the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals. Like things. For one thing, he re-signed Mixon. Uh, it looks like that A.J. Green has lost a step. He re-signed A.J. Green coming back from injury. He's re-signed Mixon. He's doing this to accommodate this guy. But what he really needs to do going forward, particularly after looking at this season, if we survive, if they survive, is get the teeth of that offensive line set for this guy. He's a special player. He's got the potential to be a um, the best the quarterback in that division. Big Ben's getting older. Uh, yeah, he's a shell of himself. Denzel Ward completely shut him down. He had like three catches off 10, 11 targets. Uh, I would use Tiggins. I would use Tyler Boyd. John Ross is healthy. 
uh, and they lost their tight end. Use Matt, he's out for a while. I think he's done for the season. I mean, these players are dropping dead like flies. Um, but I would, I, would, I would get the line for him. He will make wide receivers better. He will make a third-round wide receiver look great, you know. Uh, he'll make a late second-round guy from nobody's state look like a Florida State superstar, Alabama superstar. That's what kind of player that Joe Burrow is and can be. Um, yeah, John Ross, uh, yeah, he had some big games last year. John Ross had some big games last year, won some games with him. He's a speedster. Uh, he's had some injury problems, but uh, he can play in this league. Yeah, won a few games with him. He's no Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's my favorite. Uh, he, he's younger, and he's durable, and he can get open, and he runs crisp routes right there. So Cincinnati, that's what Mike Brown needs to do. I don't like the coaching staff. I, you know, I didn't care for them taking a quarterback coach. Just get a good coach, you know. Just get a good coach or get better uh, get our coaching staff around uh, th this uh, coach, this head coach here for uh, Joe Burrow because you've got a gym in this guy. If you keep your quarterback healthy, everything else, you saw what uh, Kansas City did today. Just keep the right guy healthy, relatively healthy in the other spots, the defensive line, offensive line. You don't have to be perfect, and you can win, you know? So, let's see. And, of course, I mean, like I said, I mentioned Buffalo. Josh Allen, four touchdowns, 417 yards. Early uh, sleeper there in the MVP race, like I said. Uh, Panthers, Tampa. Okay, Brady, 217 yards. Um, made some good throws in that game. He's looking more like a game manager, in my opinion, which is okay. He's 43 years old, right? Uh, Leonard Fournette. A lot, a lot of you asked me about Leonard Fournette in the um, in the fantasy show. Uh, yeah, he, he's the guy now. I mean, just like uh, Herbert's going to be the guy with the Chargers. Leonard Fournette, uh, I love Ron Jones. That was a great little show there for about a game and a half. Leonard Fournette uh, dominated the carries. He got the he got. I think he got two touchdowns over 100 yards. Uh, he's a guy that you got to keep him motivated. I wouldn't sign him to long, long. I think he signed him for two years, but I still wouldn't sign him to no big long-term contract. Uh, he's he, he's a guy that, that that when things are going fairly well, he's good. But if somebody like if they started over with another quarterback, Brady retire after this year, which he could. Uh, he's a mellowed in guy. Uh, he was like that at Jacksonville. Quite frankly, he was like that at, at LSU. Any kind of injury. Very highly sought after after high school. He's just that kind of guy. That being said, he is talented, uh, like a Corey Dillon, like a Randy Moss. Uh, roll with him. Roll with him while, right now and let Brady get used to these other players around him. Mike Evans, uh, hamstring wasn't bothering him. Had a really good game there. but And their defense looked good. Uh, being, uh, the flip side, Teddy Bridgewater, he's a rental player. He he's a game manager. Uh, he he's up there with uh, Kirk Cousins. He he's up there with Alex Smith. He's a great backup, but that's it. He's not going to win you anything, and that's why they signed him for three years. I don't. I, I, they're going to let this guy build around him, build his offense, uh, build his culture. Uh, this Matt Rule, and then they're going to be looking for a quarterback. I mean, he had uh, no touchdowns and about three interceptions. Bridgewater. The defense is good for Tampa. Tampa looks good. As long as Brady can stay healthy, keep this running game going. He's got dual tight ends. Uh, they'll get Godwin back. He had concussion issues, and they're going to be cooking with gas. And um, now I do think that New Orleans, even though they don't have Mike, I think New Orleans is going to win tonight. But, but Drew Brees is going to look like Drew Brees as the season goes along, and he, he's going to fall off. And I think Tampa's still going to come back and win this division. So that is what it is. And again, like I said tonight, um, I like the Seahawks to win this game, but I know it's going to be tight. I, I think it's going to be 24-20, um, maybe 27-20, something like that. Seahawks going to be a one-score game. 
Uh, Cam Newton always gives them problems because he's just a big guy, and he just runs through that zone like a hot knife through butter. He did it as a Panther, and he done it as a – and they're down 7 up. There you go. There you go, you know. Uh, yeah, Breeze, uh, they, they're susceptible to the deep ball, that uh, Las Vegas Raider team. Okay, there were other sports going on. I don't know what's going on in the NBA uh, tonight. Personally, you know, can I just, just between us, us here on the, this audience, you know, you see a guy like LeBron, and I saw that the Clippers lost, you know, I just – he, he's such a pass. He, he, I used to really like this guy. When he got drafted, uh, when he was beating up on the Pistons uh, back in his Cleveland days. But since he's got into this social justice warrior thing, and, you know, it's always his – it's always his um, – it's always somebody else's fault when, when they lose here in the last seven, eight, ten years, seven, eight years between the last two teams, between the social justice warrior thing and the fact that he don't really know what he's talking I mean, he, he'll, 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 he'll comment on the video. It's like that that sheriff from L.A. said, you know, how come you, uh, you know, you're always commenting on the video and stuff. How come you won't put, uh, I would, uh, you know, challenge you to uh, put up money to help find these guys that shot these cops. And now he had said it about that. But he, he comments on other videos that go viral, you know. And just to throw on top of all that, you know, when Kobe died, he he did a speech at the arena. I don't know if anybody caught this. I mentioned this on the program. He act like he had a piece of paper in his hand like he was going to read his thoughts on Kobe Bryant and everything. And he says, now, nah, F this. And he threw it away and made some big grand gesture like he's in wrestling or something. You know, grandstand, making everything about him. And on a personal note, I just don't want to see the guy win. You know, I think he race baits. I think he talks out of turn. He don't know what he's talking about. He don't give uh, – if you're going to comment on police shootings and, and have an issue uh, on 10 um, – 9 or 10 unarmed black guys getting killed a year out of the thousands of interactions versus the 7 to 8, 10 to thousands of, of inner city violence – killed uh then we know you're a hypocrite you know um if you're a social justice if you're humanitarian and your people are making you aware of the issues in china but you don't want to say nothing about that because you shut up and dribble for them because about 25 percent of your revenue comes to them forget about the shoe contract so i just don't feel like pulling for you you know the guy's a jerk and he, I don't think he's – and some people say he's always been that way. I just – I think he's morphed into that. He has a lot of yes people around him. And I, I like I, – I, I just don't want to see the kids, the youth, uh, learn from that. You don't want to see a guy like that succeed, even though, like Barkley said, we're not role models as athletes. You are role models whether you want to be or not. So that's my issue with that. Plus, uh, you know – Somewhat, and a lot of my friends have brought this up. You know, it's like every commercial now in the NBA is some kind of social justice, equality, and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, so when has has there been any proof that there was any kind of racial bias from these cops, whether with their racial remarks or their formal complaints of racism, or will the cops go on to what their what their crimes were? Uh, uh, committed, and there happen to be the guys happen to be black African American that did that. Of course, I know the answer, and you do too. So all that just grinds my gears, and it makes me want to throw up. Okay, you know you don't want to hear that. We want to watch the game. We don't want to hear your BS and debate about that. We don't want to, as American people, have to go into defense mechanisms watching the game. That being said, I still like the game. Uh, it don't get my attention like it did. Because of all this. Um, that being said, yeah, I, th I think they're probably going to beat Denver in this series. I will say this, though. Basketball-wise, if Rajah Rondo goes down, the Lakers go down. They don't have the depth. This Denver team is like a... Yeah. Yeah, they. I don't care. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't care what a 25-year-old thinks. 
because you don't know what you're talking about, athlete. Uh, you, you only know part of the story. If an athlete is educated, if I don't agree with them, that's fine. But you don't. Nobody. I can't talk about politics and my religion. I don't do that at work. I don't expect them to do it. And a good commissioner like David Stern would say, "Nah, this ain't the time or the place for that." Okay, this is a business. People are here to escape all that. You know, Jay-Z said in one of his songs years ago, I came to the club to get that off my mind. I come to the NBA to get politics and, and, and real world struggles off my mind. You know, James White's dad died in a car wreck and he's not going to be in uh, the game tonight, you know? Yeah, I, um, I would love to see the Joker win, Denver win, for personal reasons. I just don't like LeBron now. I used to like the guy. Uh, people's going to compare him to Jordan. He, he He's run, he's passive-aggressive. He never sees his problems straight up like a Jordan. You know, Jordan's confrontational. He's passive-aggressive, LeBron. Uh, like Michael Porter Jr., uh, like Jamal Murray, uh, love the Joker. Uh, he's in great shape right now, lost a lot of weight. Remember, they went deep in the playoffs last year. If Rondo goes down, they could win in seven. Um, on the other side there, I know it's Hayward's back for Boston. I like the fact that Miami ain't about all that politics. They're not about the players running the team. They're about the coaches and the organization running the team, and everybody's about one thing, winning with Miami. So I wouldn't mind seeing Miami in the, in the finals like Jimmy Butler. We got the same last name, you know, um, but but I think I think Boston's going to beat them in seven with Hayward. Boston's always they got a deeper, they're a younger team, but they got a deeper team. Uh, could go other way. I wouldn't mind seeing Miami win the whole thing. I just I, I, I just don't want to see LeBron win. You know, I don't want to see that behavior, that passive aggressive behavior, getting his teammates traded after they act like he's buddy buddy with him, Lonzo Ball and everybody. Win. Now, if they stay healthy, Rondo stays healthy, they'll, they're probably going to win. He's going to get his fourth ring, and then he's going to go off and shoot another movie and uh, go and lecture somebody on their politics and be made a fool of like he always is. So that's my thoughts on that. Go Denver for personal reasons. But, uh, you know, straight basketball. I didn't think they had the shooter's ability the the, uh, the Lakers, but I'll give the guy credit for this. He's got that team to buy in. He's he's got the Lakers to buy in. He's got the young players to buy in um, and, and enough to win. That being said, uh, nobody else really took 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 a liking to the bubble. Milwaukee never adjusted to the bubble. Uh, Houston quit on their team. That's what happens when you have weak leadership, and, and let your players run the locker room. You know, uh, Houston quit. 55-45 Lakers, okay. Yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, I'd like to see something happen. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, some guy. I don't want to see anybody getting hurt, but, you know, if, you know, if Rondo turned his ankle, I, I'd, probably, uh, I'd probably smile. You know, I mean, Pickles, personally, you know, Raheem Mostert uh, ran that 80-yard touchdown run in the first play of the game. You know, I thought to myself, I wouldn't mind if the guy, I don't want nobody to get hurt bad, but I wouldn't mind if he turned the ankles. I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams, you know? And I know somebody else does, and he's kicking my butt. Now, he didn't end up turning the ankle, and he's out of the game. But, uh, you know, I'm just being honest with you guys, right? And you're right. Denver's on house money. They came back from two, three, one deficits, you know? And, and, you know, look at Doc Rivers. This is the last year for him. He'll get one more year. He's all involved into that. I feel I'm sad the America doesn't love us and all that when you should have been focused on your team. And, you know, stuff like that, people say that's cliche, that, that distractions are overplayed. No, that stuff is a distraction. You know, it is a distraction. And then if you get those players from the lake, from the Clippers by themselves, Lou Williams went to a strip club. I mean, a lot of stuff happened. They should have won this thing. And load management, they didn't have any chemistry. You're letting um, – I mean, I, I know the guy's the you know the best player in the league and all that, but he has too many days off for load management. 
Oh God, what is his name? You know what I'm talking about. But anyways, so that that's my thoughts on there. Uh, in other news, of course, the um, the uh, Big Ten is back. Kudos to the Big Ten. Uh, kudos to um, oh geez, the president of Ohio State, the president uh, and and the coach Scott Frost. For Nebraska, even the White House got involved. Uh, the Clay Travis show, uh, rising star here out of Nashville area, uh, for getting the Big Ten back. So we're going to have football. The SEC starts next week, the 24th. We've got the Big Ten, and uh, I'm excited to see that. Uh, that was one of the bigger stories of the week, Pickles. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the SEC will be playing next week. We've got an eight-game schedule starting October 24th in the Big Ten. And by Thursday, the Pac-12 is going to have a decision made. So there was an overreaction. Uh, Kevin Moore got his act together. He supposedly worked with the White House, according to Clay Travis's show, uh, that they, they made like 350 calls uh, from the White House and, and to help the Big Ten out with tracing and testing and all that. So... That is really good. I'm glad to see college football back. Now we're going to be in sports overload. we got baseball playoffs, college football, and still the NBA finals coming up. I can't keep up with it, Pickles. I don't know how you do it, man. But anyways, um, that is all I have to say. I will be back next week, everybody, on Sports Scope. And, um, but, hey, it's political, but you know what? I'm glad it's back, you know? I don't care. Just get it done. They, they, they overreacted to that. Uh, they they made a they they made a quick move and they uh, they before they saw anything they said let's just cancel we'll, we'll assume everybody else was canceled it was canceled because it was political that was what the problem that I had with it that stupid uh, governor from Michigan she's eating her words for it now she looks like an idiot should be lucky to get reelected so that was what the problem that was. So, yeah, that just really gets under my skin. So I'm glad the White House got involved. Kudos to the White House for that. And kudos to Clay Travis and Fox Sports. So I love it. I love the uh, the trace testing and everything. So uh, have a good week, everybody. I'll be back here at 8 a.m. Central Time to talk Fantasy Scope here on Sports Scope. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you, Facebook. Everybody, welcome to Thank you, Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Butler. I'm here live.